and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB, and with me as always is Aaron. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. And Jared. <laughs> oh, she did say that. Carol did say that. <laughs> well, guys, welcome to our special COVID-19 episode where we have broken away from movies for this time to watch an actual docu-series. Now, we watched a documentary, Jared and I did, Dogtown and Z-Boys, but this is our first docu-series because this one is huge. It's sweeping the nation. It is called Tiger King. And to celebrate the occasion, Aaron has worn a leopard print, what is that? Uh, uh, Tank top. Ooh. It's purple. Which is a uh, color of prestige. It's the color of Corona. If Corona had a color. Are you, are you going to get the tiger um, underwear? Uh, that Apparently that's the most, the hottest merch that was sold at the GW Zoo. Oh, yeah. All right. So this thing dropped on March 20th of this year, right as we were starting to go into lockdown. Or actually by March 20th, I think, Aaron, you'd already been in lockdown because you in San Francisco Bay Area started earlier than us down here in L.A. Yeah, we got locked down on St. Patty's. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. So this thing is, I think it would have been uh, a big hit um, no matter what, but it's a huge monster cultural moment simply because I think that it is coinciding with all of this quarantine stuff that we're in. It was directed by Rebecca Chaiklin and Eric Good. Initial thoughts. This is like, you know, when you watch Saturday Night Live and they like, you know, try to do funny characters, but they don't really do it. That's those people put to life. Yeah. Joe Exotic sounds like a sketch. I mean, all these people sound like a sketch. Everyone says the campaign manager, he he's the most normal one. I'm like, no, he's not. He's a perfect straight man. Yeah, like at least the other ones had conviction in their craziness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The campaign manager is hilarious to me. I loved him because... Dude, I was dying. He, was, he says everything with such a flat affect, but he's a total stoner at the same yeah. time. <laughs> he was the campaign manager. And uh, his previous to being a campaign manager for a presidential candidate, he was a manager at Walmart. I fucking love that. My favorite, he's like, I talked to Joe and I knew he was crazy because we had conversations at Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> I love that Joe Exotic is a regular at Walmart. Not just that he <laughs> shops there. I think that makes sense. But that he is the employee's regular. <laughs> He comes walking in there like, oh, here comes Joe. Well, of course, he is hard to miss. Like, you see him once, you see him a second time, you know exactly that he's that weirdo you saw before with the mullet and all the flashy attire, which which is like his day-to-day -day clothes. He's kind of like um, a Marilyn Manson in that way, right? Marilyn Manson going out for a taco is still going to look like Marilyn Manson, right? Even if he's not totally done up for the stage, that's kind of like Joe yeah. Exotic. It, no matter what, he's still kind of exuding Joe Exoticness. Yeah, and you know what I just remembered is that they, go, they brought their food there, their bad meat. Yeah, right, their expired meat that they were using to feed to these beautiful, exotic cats, tigers, right. lions, whatever. This may sound bad, but if it makes you feel better, the people who work there also eat that expired meat as well. Yeah. Listen, I've had friends in the past who, yeah, were hard up on times and they would go, yeah, to the grocery store and get the, 
the food that they were tossing out because like they did mention in here if you bring it up to the checkout line and then you decide you can't you don't want it or you can't buy it then it has to go into that discard pile you can't risk putting it back in the uh, the freezer for somebody else to buy it's a liability well, here's a scam this is a perfect scam one person brings the meat up oh. and says eh, you know what change my mind and then the roommate comes behind and says i'll take that bad meat for the discount <laughs> There's a little tip. I, I lace every show with a little tip on how you can break the law. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. This is following on the heels, or actually, depending on how these shows are released, this one might come first, but the uh, Contagion episode includes a long diatribe about how to poison your husband. I forgot about that one. This is because... People in, was it Florida, eat the fish food? Oh, close. <laughs> if it's not Florida, it is Arizona. <laughs> oh, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, but what you would have to do with, with that is you couldn't then be the next person in line. You would then have to just have that person go in and stock up on all this meat and then realize, oh, they can't afford it or their credit card doesn't work. And then you have to be there that night at the dumpster when they bring it out. That would be actually a very clever ploy. I wonder how long it would take for them to catch on to it. So it this is, is getting into uh, <laughs> a little something that, well, it's okay Like if you're going to eat a meat that was kind of out side of the freezer for you know maybe half an hour or whatever and um you're hard up on times and you eat that meat like that's not going to be terrible but again a lot of this meat they are just intending it for the garbage and furthermore this meat is not for these exotic animals this is not a balanced diet these animals are being horribly mistreated it's fucking vile and disgusting yeah joe exotic is a piece of shit i'm glad he's in jail and i hope he fucking rots there but that's beyond that's goes beyond the shit that he did to the animals. I love him. Okay, so Aaron, you love him. Do tell. Um, I don't know that I love him. Oh. <laughs> playing devil's advocate to what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to challenge him. He's got good outfit. Yeah. <laughs> it was by like the last two episodes where I was like, if we weren't doing this for the show, I don't know if I'd want to I probably would finish it. I was just so sick of this motherfucker. He is, again, I don't know what he would be diagnosed with. Certainly narcissism. He has narcissistic traits. Oh, but it's I think, a personality disorder for sure. Yeah. Dude. But I, I think it's psychopathy, quite frankly. At least he's somewhere on that spectrum of psychopathy. He's I mean, he's all the people who own the zoos are fucking psychopaths. Well, Doc Antle's a sociopath. They're all pieces of shit. But Exotic at least has, like, some personality. I mean, you know, apparently if, you, if, if you're if you a gay man and you want to fuck a straight dude, just get a couple dudes on math. No. <laughs> no. They're straight. Well, let me ask you something. Yes. Do you watch porn? Do I watch porn? I've seen porn. Yes. Okay, now when you're watching porn, do you like it better when the guy has a little thing or do you like it better when the guy has a big thing? That's interesting. Uh, Jared, <laughs> let me kick it to you first. I have an answer. I do too, actually. I prefer the little thing. And yeah, right. Because it makes you feel like, because uh, you're in your head, you're thinking like, oh, come on, sweetheart. I got something better for you. You don't should come over here. Uh, it's interesting. I've just never thought of it before. I don't know. I guess I'm just, I think I'm indifferent to the dicks. That's why that question um, got him to get some um, 19-year-old boy pussy. Yeah. Yeah, he did get that boy puss. I, I'll tell you what I was done with, with Joe Exotic by the end of this thing. I mean, yeah, the, the animal abuse and blah, blah, blah. But 
If yeah. I had to watch him do his little Peter Rabbit sniffle one more time, his his <laughs> meth twitch that included his nose, his little oh, sniff, like he looked like a little bunny rabbit every time he did it. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the uh, crocodile tears that he likes to shed. Oh no, you're just talking about his like normal <laughs> face face twitch. Yeah. He would do like yeah the little uh, <laughs> it's meth nose like they get little twitchies. Oh oh okay. You're like twitchy when you're on meth. Okay. That's what I always saw in intervention anyway. Okay. No, that makes yeah. total sense. I mean, it's a it's a speed and cocaine. Would I haven't had the pleasure that. of hanging out with any meth heads any. Oh no. But I'm hoping for the future. <laughs> yeah. uh, not in Jersey. So meth doesn't. Yeah, I don't associate meth with the uh, East Coast, right? It's more Dude, the South mid- Jersey, definitely. And, oh, really? You know, and then the other side of the Philadelphia suburbs. And then in, in, in California, we call it Crystal. We're so classy out here. We're so much better than everybody. <laughs> I do Crystal. <laughs> you know, tonight, I think I'm going to do Crystal. Or what's, uh, then what is Angel Dust? Oh, I don't know. PCP. Oh, right. Yeah, that's PCP. God, I'm embarrassed. I don't know that. Come on, man. Know your drugs. I know. His first husband, I'm like, he has no teeth. I'm like, he's definitely on mad. Yeah. I know. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't realize when I was watching it, like, they set the stage right away for Travis that he was not feeling getting plowed out by Joe Exotic. (laughs) Oh, they do? When you would see him in his interview, in his interview, when he's, like, standing in front of the green screen, there's pain in those eyes. Now, for him, I mean, I I actually, so apart from his campaign manager, forgive us for not having uh, that guy's name handy, The who you're talking about is John Finley. I kind of liked him too, although it's hard to separate him from being complicit with a lot of the shit that went down, uh, of course, at the zoo. But he is, he just kind of has this like flat delivery too, where it's just kind of like nothing phases him. I kind of like it, right? He's not... Dude, it would be really hard to have anything phase you after (laughs) living with Joe Exotic and (laughs) hanging out with fucking tigers, getting in the cage and snuggling up. Oh, this shit. And then having tattooed property of Joe Exotic on your crotch. That's a boot camp that money can't buy. (laughs) Yes, true. And right, Jared. Yeah, that too, that that tattoo property of Joe Exotic is so fucking gross, man. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just because of where it is, you know, I don't like to see any tattoos on guys that are going down that low, I think. Or even on women right there. I don't like tattoos like that on, on anybody. Just along the ways. Now, women can go along kind of around the ass, right? Of course, we all love the tramp stamp from the early 2000s. But, you know, right there in the front, that's uh, that's a little aggressive. Um, Joshua is the campaign manager. Okay. Okay. Just so that it's right here if you want to plug that in. Joshua Dial. And libertarian, Jared. And libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> but I forgive him for it because I'm just like, oh, he's so, he's so fucking funny and awesome. He's like, I don't think Joe knows what a libertarian yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that it was completely clear in the beginning that John Finley, is that his last name? Yes. That's right. John Finley. I just thought that he was gay, in fact. Oh, well, I mean... And then he just got himself a little sugar papa. But then it was like he was saying, I'd never been with dudes. Like, none of them had been with dudes before. I mean... But then here they are, methed out with Joey. This whole thing where I'm not gay, but I'm totally going to have sex with and marry a guy. I don't know what makes you gay then. And I don't want to go down this path. But well, I don't know. I've used, (laughs) I've 
dabbled in drugs in my time, and never once have I thought, well, uh, after this bump of coke, I'm going to be totally open to a, a gay relationship. I mean, it's just not there. Have you ever had a guy give you free drugs who had tigers? <laughs> have you ever been like, I got to have my drugs? No, probably not. But again, that's probably when you start sucking and fucking for them. I would assume. That's true. I don't really, really. I mean, and, and then that's really addicting. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get get mired in it, but it it just feel it sounds odd. Great. I mean, now we're gonna have a bunch of meth heads sending hate mail to us, thanks to you. Yeah. And they're they're sitting over there straight, being like, "Yeah, I suck some dicks for meth." Yeah. How dare you? That's why I think it's the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if John, if John Finley tells me that he fucked Joe straight, or if fucked Joe straight. <laughs> <laughs> that would take a lot of fucking. <laughs> if, any, if anybody could do it, it'd be John, though. He fucked the gay out of him, man. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked the gay into me, and I'm going to fuck it right out of you. That's where that Christian conversion therapy <laughs> really needs to explore. Is you just Church gotta, is cool. You got to fuck the gay out of him. <laughs> Well, I get plowed by Joe Exotic. <laughs> if if John Finley, stone cold sober, bent over and let Joe Exotic stick it in him, then I say, yeah, he's maybe gay and doesn't know how to say he's gay. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee he was fucked up every single time they had sex. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Dude, he has no teeth. He's probably doing a lot of blowjobs because I'm sure Joe was taking oh. advantage of that vacant <laughs> mouth. Not a lot of cars in that parking lot. I've never heard it put that way. I love it. I never referred to it that way before. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Doc, the guy with the elephant? <laughs> yeah, Doc Antel or Bhagavan Antel. Aaron, I think it was when we were talking about doing this, when we first, the, the idea first came up, you suggested it, and I had only watched the first episode, and I said something about him. He had a very strong opinion. I did. And I have to say, at the end of this thing, I still think Doc Antel is a piece of shit, and he's a predator and a creep and the whole nine. However, in Tiger World, he is reigning supreme. <laughs> Sanity. Your faculties, anyway. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. That just <laughs> tells the you... Tiger folk. That just tells you how far the line has moved within this series where Doc Antle becomes a measure of sanity. That's how fucked up all these people yeah, are. Yeah, the sex cultist. Yes, the sex cultist who I think it, you said you'd watch three episodes when we were talking about this and you said I fucking hate him. And by the end of the third episode was I think when he said, quote, men are pigs and women are sheep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, made me feel very strongly about this piece of shit, too, along with everything else. But I'm sure that quote probably stuck out. Dude, he it's did a couple interviews and podcasts, and you can tell he's such a manipulative piece of shit. Like, he's acting yeah. like he never did anything wrong. And yeah. it's like, dude, you are the biggest <laughs> fucking liar. He's a huge liar, and I still hate him. I mean, I, I'm probably more, if I had to be like, here, you have to hang out with one of these people for the day, I'd hang with Joe. But he's, Doc Antle is clever enough 
that he's not going to he'll he'll suffer no consequence from any of this. Probably not because even though they they show like these girls, these young women that he's bringing into his lair, there'll be no backlash from it. Even the girl that's interviewed that went there when she was young. And how about her fucking dad saying, don't fall in love with your boss? Like, oh, okay, dad, you creep. Isn't that kind of indicative of the course the girl who's going to be susceptible to this kind of manipulation coming gets yeah. all coming from the family, right? Yeah. And um she didn't seem to be full of hate for him either. No. She still spoke of him fondly. Yeah. She said I'll always love him. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh god, that's right. That's I so guess weird. I was hoping that she was more disappointed in herself rather than like uh, externalizing it, but internalizing it. But no, you're right. Yeah, she said, "I'll always love him." God damn, that is sad. I mean, this is south of the Mason Dixon line. They always vote against their own interests anyway, so oh. you know they're. <laughs> He's. Probably, as you said, right, he's not going to have any consequences with this. All of these people, apparently, I was, so I was doing a little research on this, uh, ahead of this because I had a, a very distinct hunch while I was watching this that we were being really manipulated by these documentarians and I was starting to resent it. We can get into that a, a little okay. bit later, but the cub petting, you, you know, you, you know that like this shit is wrong, that this is not good yeah. for the animals. What I didn't know is just how insidious this, this shit is where, you know, they, they breed these cubs for petting they take them away from their mother right after they're born so they're not getting the nutrients they they need from uh the breastfeeding then they're like being beaten into submission because anytime they exhibit any you know natural instinctual behaviors well that could be dangerous for the children and the people who are going to come take pictures with them uh and then they're only good for 12 weeks because at the end of 12 weeks they can take off a finger bite your finger off yeah so then they most of the time, they euthanize them. Maybe they'll save a, a female for future breeding, or they'll sell them off. If they can't sell them off, then they euthanize them. Be- euthanize is putting it too mildly. They shoot them in the head because yeah. they, now they're a liability. They cost too much to feed. Uh, if they can't sell them to somebody who's going to kill them for their coat, their skull, their teeth, whatever, then that's what happens. And they just keep doing this shit. He's a, these motherfuckers are awful. Uh, it's funny yeah. you mention that because Carol's like, that she tries to put herself as this like uh, moral high ground. There's a video of her telling you how to raise a tiger cub. You take it from the mother, and then you see it with the fucking that was wild. Uh, bottle. That's something that they don't address to its conclusion in this uh, documentary. And there's a good um, Wondery podcast, and it has a lot of, like, it follows, like, a little of the same story, but it has, like, more, um, some other stuff that, you know, isn't presented. And it's much more balanced, actually. And what came out from that is, like, she ad- addresses that in one of those interviews is she's like, yeah, we used to breed them. She's, like, very open. We used to breed them and sell them. Because what they had done, her and Don, this husband, is they'd gone to these um these auctions and they saw that you know these were being sold to people who were going to take them out in the parking lot and beat them to death like a bobcat right so they decided well that's not going to happen so they spent all this money on these bobcats they bought all they would go to these things buy all of them and then they would um uh raise them and then they would sell them privately so they were selling them privately to people that they thought were going to take care of them and it was when she where they were at another one of these auctions where they're going there again to buy and to rescue them that uh, she saw, she recognized one of the, uh, the cats and realized 
that it was being sold by one of the people that she'd sold it to, which was not what she thought was happening. She thought these people were buying them to take care of them and then realized that all she was doing was contributing to the problem because that cat was now going to be bought by somebody who was going to take it and kill it or do whatever with it. And so that was the turning point. So yes, she did do that, but then had a realization and changed. And from then on, they didn't breed them and they became, they created then this sanctuary and it's actually an accredited sanctuary. And it is not at all equivalent to what these roadside zoos are doing. But the way that they present it in this show, disappointingly, they give you this sense that there's an equivalency. Well, yeah. And also, I would I was looking at it thinking, here's Joe and Doc rolling around. Doc's coming in on an elephant. They're hanging out with their animals. Carol can't even get near hers. Hers want to kill her. Right. Yes. Well, are you talking about like the footage in the in the in the show at the sanctuary, like the big cat rescue? Yeah. Yeah. Any of like you see, you don't see Carol snuggling up to the tigers at all during this. Right. Because to be accredited and to follow, you know, the the guidelines of proper handling of these animals. Yeah, you don't. There's no human interaction. Right. There's no uh, petting. They will. I mean, apart from when you need to do veterinary work. Yeah. There's none of that getting in the cage with them because that's like it, it's terrible for the animals and for people, obviously, too, because they get attacked. just who wants to do that. I want to know that. Who? Why? It's so insane. Why do you want to get in a tiger cage? Yeah. Yeah. Go on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Costco during this uh, COVID-19 outbreak. I mean, that's <laughs> that's dangerous enough, too. That, 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 Only yeah. wear one glove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 re- it's dumb. And I mean, and we even see one of these people at Joe's Zoo uh, get their arm shredded by a tiger. How about that bitch? She's the most normal one. I got nothing against her. That's a gentleman. Uh, oh. No, come on. That I thought that was a lesbian. He must identify as a dude. All I know is I got it from listening to the Wondery podcast, uh, and they kept referring to the person. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this in the show. The person who gets their arms shredded off, and, and they're back to work, and they kept referring to he and he and he. And I'm like, I'm like, what? wait a minute. Oh, I didn't realize. So, yes, you're right. Maybe they identify as a he, which is cool. But uh, I, I didn't know that. I, I just had, I was under a different impression. So Also could, could have kept the arm, but was like, I'm not going to go through two years of rehab. I'm like, Yeah, fucking crazy. Well, it was, it was four years of reconstructive four years. surgery, but um, you're young and it's four years. That's nothing. Yeah, I think I'll keep my fucking arm. Ain't got that kind of time four years that's like freshman to senior year of high school and I would, god knows i wasn't going to finish that yeah, you gotta make it to prom. cut it off but what i took that as which is sad is that he didn't have the money yeah reconstructive surgery no way uh, it was was he ever going to okay. be able to um to pay for that what you mean joe exotic doesn't have health care for his workers no bennies yeah yeah no <laughs> no 401k it's it's surprising really what i guess they're contract freelancers yeah he, pr- he would do something like that god fucking piece of shit man i speaking of his um uh freelancers there is one other one who i really loved he's a really sad case uh by the end but uh, he's the guy who looks like uh iggy pop eric cowie the long blonde haired dude 
Oh yeah. Yes. The, the the head zookeeper. Yeah. <laughs> um he was amazing. Yes. <laughs> there was there was something when they were asking about Joe Exotic and Travis and John's relationship or something along those lines. And they're like other people are they're asking everybody the same question, you know, so it's just shooting from clip to clip and they come to him and he goes, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I, I love how they show him cooking. At, he has another job cooking, and he's just, like, touching the meat with his hand. And smoking. Wait, wasn't that one where yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's smoking, smoking, too? <laughs> he's just got a cigarette hanging out the side of his mouth. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. And then at the end, what was so sad is he is clearly an alcoholic, and he is dying of his disease. And we're oh, watching yeah. it on camera, and it was just like, I mean, like, I still like this guy's personality. Again, forgiving that he's complicit in all of this, but, you know, I mean, some of these guys, they're just aimless. They don't have a good it's... understanding of things, and this is, like, all he could do, and he... I mean, at least he was doing what he could to help these cats in, in some way. He seemed pretty good. I think this is a time, too, where you have to step back and say, like, yeah, okay, was it fucked up to the animals? Yeah, it was. But now this is, like, our own species of animal who is a fall-down drunk. But while he was working for the Tiger King, he was on the straight and narrow. He was doing his work and staying sober every day and had purpose. Oh, I don't know about and the sober every day part. <laughs> you don't think he was sober up. then? Oh, <laughs> fuck no. no. No way. Everybody there was doing drugs. That comes out. Okay, I thought he said that he wasn't. Oh, well. They're all liars. He's like, he's like I was sober. <laughs> I was only smoking a half rock of meth a day. I was totally, totally on the straight and Oh, now. yeah, they were all doing the meth, I guess. That's true. Yeah. How about the leggy guy? The leg. Oh yeah, the guy. guy with no legs. Oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still really a defender of. Oh no! By the end, he he had turned on on Joe Exotic. Yeah. You know, it was during that whole trial. Like everyone turned against him. Yeah, and the guy with no legs, he turned against him. I primarily, it seemed to me, because of the murder for hire. And yeah. he was just like, oh, what a what a fucking dirtbag and just re really realized. And OK, I mean, I, I, I can I can respect that because, again, it is one thing for animals. And I, I still don't trust people who will abuse animals. But if you can still draw a line and say, like, OK, but people occupy this upper echelon. And, and as soon as you go and start trying to kill people. Yeah, you're done. I think that they probably had the falling out with him before the murder for hire. And they're just still salty at him about whatever their falling out was to begin with. Yeah. Because him walking around all the time. I mean, he was wildin'. He was going wild in that zoo. And they were all hanging out with him. He was a bit of a, more than a bit. He was very much like a cult leader himself. You know, yeah. this charisma, this constant abuse and keeping people in check and giving them a sense that they have no other choice and he's feeding them the expired meat from walmart as well and they're yeah. living in squalor and 
to be fair, Joe himself was living in fucking squalor. Every time they showed his like bedroom and his living conditions, I'm just like, that's where I was like, I don't want to keep watching this right now. I want to watch something beautiful. I need to cleanse my palate with like a good movie or something. This is all so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and we're quarantined right now. Yes, yeah. and now it's raining, so I, I, uh, I am sour when it fucking rains but it's just like it just becomes oppressive and i'm yeah and by the end i was just like i fucking hate this guy so how crazy is that scene when all the wild animals have just gotten loose in that small town oh yeah and they you see right they're just and the signs are like exotic animals on the loose be careful oh yeah i remember that you remember, I remember it? A story about that. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of um, uh, big. I, what, what year was that? I can't remember if I was still in Chicago or had just moved out here. But right, yeah, that was like ten years ago or something. Yeah, that was crazy. And that's where first came into like an understanding of the fact that yeah, zoos have capacity. They can't just take these animals. And that's where people like Carol Baskin and stuff who run these sanctuaries provide a, a a service because the zoos can't take them but the sanctuary this nonprofit sanctuary can like they if they they can or they hopefully can because they have a capacity limit too but they're more apt to i love i love when carol's name is mentioned oh i know she's so full of shit she don't know one from the other one mine ass bitch oh no okay <laughs> I disagree. I uh, here's what I don't get. Okay, that's fine. If you're you're gonna bring them in, you're gonna do the animal sanctuary. Good for you. Why are people walking through now? Ah, I have an answer for that too. Why do we have gawkers? Apparently, that footage in this documentary that is showing again, like right, we're we're creating an equivalency between Joe Exotic, his zoo, and then Carol Baskin, and she's just like a different kind of zoo, the same thing as Joe Exotic, right? And we just see all these people coming through, and oh my god, it's just volunteers. She doesn't even pay them the $100 a week. Well, that footage is from the one day a year when they open it to the public for big crowds to come through. One day a year. The rest of the year, it's small private groups and no more than 20 that that do come through. And the volunteerism is because they only they will pay some of the um, volunteers salaries, depending on, you know, how uh, high up the tier they are and how qualified. But they max out at like 60K a year between like 30s and 60K a year. And interestingly, is they are actually they're, they're one, they're accredited by the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, and they have the highest four-star rating from the most recognized nonprofit rating agency, Charity Navigator. That, like, says something, you know? Like, and that's something that they're not going into in this documentary because it's more... It's like a better story to say, like, oh, like, who's really... Is it, you know, who's really the, the good one? Are they kind of, like equal and then they clash over this because they just have different approaches to to this thing and she wants to run him out of business so that she can like gobble up you know the business and that's just not the way it is like so i was wondering the same thing after seeing all those people walking through you know but the they're manipulating us almost like joe exotic these directors in creating Jared. this stuff 
Oh, yeah. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> Carol got to DB. I, 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 that's the bitch who killed, who killed her husband. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. <laughs> Dude, I love how he brings it up all the time. He's uh, been hypnotized. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you guys, not, you're still not, you're still not, feel, look, I will say. DB and Carol. She is. In a tree. <laughs> she is an unlikable person she doesn't have like a good like affable personality right she's she's kind of weird she just reminds me though of the weird um or not the weird she reminds me of the kind of awkward theater kids in high school that's what she reminds me of like it's not like a very outgoing personality it's kind of weird speech patterns She's kind of an odd lady. All of the corny cat shit and the videos the that they make, right? Yeah. I get it. I, I get all that. But she's also, in, and, and for the personality, I mean, shit, guys. She's a, she comes from a traumatic background. She's a trauma survivor. That's going to have an effect. I mean, she ran away at 15. She was gang raped at knife point at 15. Like, these are, these are going to have an effect on your personality. Everybody has a story. I mean, not, not everybody puts sardine oil on their husband and feeds him the tigers. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, okay, well, let's let's go there then. I can't remember where we were about to go, but uh, okay. Oh, before before we move on, I want to just um, I did a little research over here, and Kelsey is how they refer to the person in the Netflix special, and Saf is how the person likes to be referred to. And was born female and is a transgender male. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So that was it. Okay. I got the arm clipped. Got it. Okay. Well, hey. all right. Well, that, uh, that clears that up then. With respect to Carol Baskin, and I think I know the answer, but um, let's go Jared and then Aaron. Jared, did she kill her husband? Uh, you know what? Who who knows? You know, because I know, I you know, her, her brother's a sheriff. But I, you know, I, I, I think she's still on her high horse. I think she's does the same shit. I mean, I didn't know about that. That that's important to know. I just don't like zoo, so that's my thing. Well, and to be then, you should actually be more on the side of Carol because I'm actually not an opponent of accredited zoos like the the Los Angeles Zoo, the San Francisco Zoo, the San Francisco Safari Zoo is fucking awesome. It's amazing. It's such a great place. I love it. Yeah, it's like a wild animal park, as long as they're able to run free. Yeah, so I think, yeah, most people would even be okay with a safari uh, zoo park, which was actually the inspiration for Jurassic Park. But if you don't like zoos, Carol Baskin doesn't even like the, the accredited zoos. They want to end, like, all of it, but they, oh, they do. do recognize Yeah, I that... don't like zoos either. So then you guys should be totally on Carol Baskin's side, because while they recognize that, okay, at least the accredited zoos are... You know, they are doing some conservation efforts and they are um, they are abiding by these rules. They don't have like, you know, the the interactions, the human with uh, big cat interactions and all that stuff. So they they at least will forgive that. But they still would like to see all those shut down. Yeah. I also don't like murderers, though. So. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
So then you should totally be on Carol Meskin's side because all they want to do is shut all that down. They just take the cats. They can't release them back into the wild, the ones that they get, because they will die, right? Yeah. So it's just they're just providing a place for them to live out the rest of their life. They have incredible facilities. They have a like a, a veterinary hospital on site there with its own x-ray machine. Like they do, like they're doing the thing that you want. So yeah, I, w- I would like to persuade you at least to to not say that she's doing the same thing as Joe Exotic for fuck's sake. Oh man, yeah, Joe yeah, Exotic has like the she's little. She's not our bars. people. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I really, I oh, okay. So, Aaron, let's go to you. Did she, uh, did she kill her husband? Oh, she fucking killed her husband. Come on, <laughs> I mean, there, I gotta give her credit. I mean, good for her. What she, she pulled some kind of move. <laughs> I don't know if she fed the dude to the tiger or if she put him down the septic tank. Okay. Although I think the tiger. If I'm Carol Baskin, I'm feeding the tiger. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's gone. They'll they'll cut through bone and shit. It'll be gone. Mm. Did you feel any anything about the meat grinder? No. No. Okay. Because the, actually, the meat grinder that they show in there is not anything like the meat grinder that they actually have. They have like a tabletop <laughs> meat grinder that you can like stow away in a cupboard. But again, the oh, the power that changes of, things. Yeah, the power of suggestion with like these documentarians is they're gonna they're not gonna say that this is the meat grinder that they have. They're just gonna mm-hmm. show it to you while they're talking about it, and you're gonna make the association. Whoa, that is a big meat grinder. You could fit a person in there. No, <laughs> they just have the tabletop one that you would use for you know. Uh, oh, so they got like a ninja one or something? Yeah, exactly. No, they showed a little tiny one. Oh, they did? I thought they showed a big yeah, one. Yeah, no, no, they showed one that was like the size of a pencil sharpener. Oh, yeah, that's that, the one. And I was like, oh, God, that she didn't stick a no man through there. Okay. But if you're telling me that she has one that is like that one looks like you can just keep that on your countertop. It'll never get in the way. But if we're talking about something we got to put in the cupboard, that's got to let's taking up a little space. You might be able to fit a little more through that. <laughs> Get the job done a little bit more quickly, but I don't even think you need to. Honestly, I think you throw a body in there with those tigers. They're going to take care of the rest. All right. I mean, it is weird. There's no doubt that it's weird, the circumstances of her husband's disappearance. If she didn't get all of the money, then I would have been on the camp of he's in Costa Rica with his boo thing, lying in wait, (laughs) and then he's going to get his money. But she's got it all. So he has nothing to gain by unless he had a fuck ton more money down in Costa Rica and he just took off. Yeah. His daughters and his ex-wife seem like a pain in the ass, too. Well, I don't want to. I've been doing a lot of Carol defending. <laughs> so I don't want to. But it is. Carol doesn't seem like the kind of girl you'd go after just from what you said in the past. <laughs> I'm surprised you have such a crush. Yeah. No, but it could be because I respect what she's doing and i think she did not get she a fair doesn't shake really look like phoebe cates and oh well you know oh yeah okay now now we get a picture carol coming out of the swimming pool oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate um well, although told me she, like she used to be really you know she during that time she was a good looking girl who married a wealthy husband and Absolutely. I was just about to say, although if we were talking about uh, Carol Baskin, you know, 20 years ago, you might be okay with that. Some of that footage, I was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting this. Like, yeah, she's, she's very pretty. How about her husband, though? This predator who loops around the block oh, while yeah. she's walking on the side of the road. Won't take no for an answer. Get in the car. And he's, how much older was he? Like 20 years at least? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think. And then her husband now is just, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's hard to like to. Although, yeah, he, again, yeah. he's, he's more of just like, again, I just think of them as like the awkward theater kids. Like he, that's who when he reminds me of. When he started singing, I felt awkward. Oh, dude, dude, when yeah. you said awkward theater kids, I, I'm already on like a, a red attack mode. <laughs> oh, you don't like the theater kids? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I was a theater kid. How could you not like theater kids? They go up on stage. You go up on stage. What's the? I do, but I don't. I don't do musicals, and I'm not a born again Christian like half of the ones who are in my school. Oh, okay. Well, you're taking a small and, and sample. Telling everyone that Jesus chose uh, our uh, supreme leader. And it's a blessing. Yeah. Well, that's not that was not my experience at all with theater kids. That's my experience with theater kids. Okay, <laughs> yeah, small sample. I think you know. I did musicals in in high school. I was a theater kid. Oh, I was certainly not awkward. I mean, I'm, I'm awkward in my own way, but not a high school awkward. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll tell you what, that Carol Baskin character, I, I'm putting some faces to that back in my my day. Uh-huh. And guess what? I didn't fucking like them either. <laughs> I I'm not saying you got to like her, but I am. Uh, I'll, all I'm saying is that she I believe that like looking at the evidence like she did not get a fair shake in this she's uh, she's made fair. like a uh an, an object of for entertainment uh and edited in, in such a way to suggest all of these things which is fine i mean it's an entertainment and it's a you know these documentaries i uh well this one for that reason probably isn't so good uh, but it's entertaining i mean so in the end okay but yeah yeah, you don't have to like her, but I, I, I just think that she is on the side of good throughout this, and it isn't portrayed that way, and I think that's unfortunate. I don't think she killed her husband, <laughs> which I know doesn't shock you at this point. <laughs> I just I just wonder how she got to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is she going to come for me next? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'll be ready for this bitch. Let's go, Carol. <laughs> No, because I was on her side, and then I was just like, wait a minute, are you doing the same thing? Or I don't know. Right, and she's not. Yeah, that's what I was confused about, too. I'm like, well, what in the fuck's going on here? And I couldn't stand them either, so. <laughs> but I would argue this, too. She's receiving all of this money for this sanctuary. Pay these fucking people that are helping you take care of these tigers, bitch. But that's not how a nonprofit can work, because most how of that she money... she getting all her kitty cat clothes? But, well, and her bike. Yeah, that bike. The Top of the line, brand new Huffy. Again, I know it looks because she she has outside wealth. Like she and that husband, Don, were doing a lot of real estate investment throughout the 90s. And they, they did accrue uh, a lot of assets and a lot of wealth. Like that's their personal wealth. But all that wealth that you see from her is not coming from the animal sanctuary. That's how they can kind of like uh, seed it and keep it going. Again, like if you have... The like a four star rating from this this agency that rates what is it called again uh, Charity Navigator that like that means something they got a perfect score of a hundred and that's something that less than one percent of charities get. Well, we'll see what happens with this open investigation. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and that meat grinder. Oh. Let's go. But they gloss over so quickly the fact that he was doing a lot of shady shit in Costa Rica. And that's true. That's a place where you could very likely disappear. Although Costa Rica is actually one of the safest countries in the world. Yeah. Which is interesting. How long ago was this? This is in the 90s. He disappeared in like 98, right? Yeah, because Costa Rica hasn't been 
they used to have like you know it used to be pretty hardcore but they got soft they uh got rid of their military and then put them as police officers oh okay yeah no i didn't i don't think that was when it was like kind of sketchy okay i mean they gloss over that and then they just focus so much on on her and i'm just watching this and like typically i'm not saying it's it's impossible but typically if somebody is to do that, they're going to have a long criminal history. They don't just yeah. all of a sudden up in one day and decide, I'm going to kill a, not just a stranger or some somebody uh, that is somewhat distant to me, but the closest person, and then feed them potentially to lions or put them in a septic tank. Like, it doesn't, I'm not saying it's not impossible, but it just doesn't typically happen that way. Crime of passion. True, true. But the disposal And then it of turns them, into fuck. What am I going to do? Uh, I kill them. What am I going to do next? I got to get all this money. Oh, I feed them to these fucking tigers. It, I mean, it all it's also Florida, too. <laughs> yeah. Can we just chuck it up to Florida? Florida. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I feel like I'm getting Jared more on uh, team team Baskin and uh, the the prosecution over there. Aaron is still still coming at us pretty strong, but uh feel like I'm, I'm winning the jury over somewhat. Who knows? She was a rich woman. She had rich taste. That's true. She felt the blood running through her veins. Okay. She I don't liked know. She the life. She, had, she loved her big cats and the beauty <laughs> of being untamed. Everything was fine, just as sweet as wine. But her husband went and disappeared. But then it got a little crazy, got a little hazy. Oh. And the cops said, there's something wrong here. Oh, this is a Joe Exotic <laughs> oh, song. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Mama's got some treats for you. Here, kitty, kitty. You can't find this taste in the zoo. How much auto tune? I asked if that's really Joe Exotic's voice, and he's like, I think that he, I think he auto tuned because um, he lives in squalor, but he has a studio. No, the answer is absolutely not. That's not him singing. That's not. He doesn't lip- sound like. Yeah, no, he there's uh these country uh, music artists who he paid to write and record all those songs. He just lip syncs in the videos. He doesn't sing. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the music videos are my favorite part of the whole thing. I would agree there. I was yeah, laughing I, out loud. I love those. The the one where he, John Finley is like they're at the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the, the the one from the lyrics that you were singing, where they're they have this lookalike Carol Baskin, which was she's crazy good. lookalike. Yeah, I mean, it was like, whoa, what the? You know what I noticed? I didn't notice till like the last episode, but one of the people who works there looks like Carol Baskin. Oh, okay. I didn't notice and I that. Think that was her. Wow. So he even had somebody that was working there. I thought they had to like go out in the public in wherever Oklahoma. Thought they cast for it. Funny because this person looks like Carol and she hates Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's the guy who dresses up like a 19... He, you could tell he's from Long Beach because he ta- he dresses up like a 19-year-old in uh, two early 2000s. And it's a tiny, tiny, tiny penis. He's another psychopath. Like, what That's the psychopath. fuck? Or sociopath? I don't, I, I'm sketchy on the distinction. But I, like, these... I hated that guy so badly. He was the worst. Yes. You put tigers in suitcases? I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. How about when he's talking about getting the nanny? And he's like yeah. going through like a Tinder to find his nanny. Like going through lingerie photo shoots. Her. 
she looks like she knows how to take care of kids. And uh, and his wife sucks too. If that's his wife now, I believe. Like uh, she in this Wondery podcast when they go back later, and she's the one chasing them out. Fuck her. Yeah, I mean she's with that piece of shit. So yeah, I love it. I was always like, yeah, he's bald, <laughs> and he wears that stupid oak. He wears that like Oakley hat. I was like, he oh, looks God, like a guy yeah. affliction, and he's wearing an affliction shirt. Oh my God. Yes. Like he, he he's like. The uh, epitome of douchebag. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the torn jeans, you know, yeah. like the the fashionable torn jeans. Clinging, and... clinging, clinging to his youth. Fading fast. He's got that um, the Brett Michaels thing going on, but except I hate even comparing him to Brett Michaels because Brett Michaels is so so lovable and he's such a fucking shitbag. I didn't he- catch that about uh, Joe saying that he's bald underneath there. Yeah. Oh, it was great. He's, like, he's bald. He's hiding it under his hat. <laughs> now, how do you guys feel then, speaking of Jeff Lowe, about Joe Exotic's conviction on murder for hire it's fucked up but you could tell you could tell they were trying to like the guy he <laughs> hired he hated joe exotic so much yeah and he's like i'll just take this idiot's money i hated that guy oh he's so creepy yeah shit bags all around yeah except for for the most part joe's employees right we're a little more forgiving of them yeah and husbands well yeah he, he like preyed upon just like doc Antle's preying upon these girls that need a daddy He's preying on the people like they said there would be people at the bus stop. Yeah. Somebody got off a bus and they have nowhere to go. And then he goes to them and it's like, yeah, come on in. I'll give you a room that has rats in the dressers and old old meat that you can cook. <laughs> but you have to suck my dick. Uh, well, that that's only the select few. Well, we don't know that for sure. <laughs> that, he's like, you want to ride my elephant? We don't know that he didn't get blowjobs from the staff. Not like we're in a relationship, but like someone's fiending. They're like, hey, I really could go for some of that meth. And he's like, I really could go for a blowjob. Let's keep it on the down low. I can't have my husband's finding out. Possible. That's possible. He's more of a blow guy. Oh, he's the blower, not the blowy. No. no oh, no. you think he wants to blow them? <laughs> well, I think I think he has coke instead of meth. He's he, he seems more classy. Uh, but I think meth is cheaper. Is that right? Meth is yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah. No, I think it's meth. I think there was probably cocaine when times were good, <laughs> and then there's <laughs> meth for every other day of the year. You know, cocaine's a special occasion there in Oklahoma, but meth, meth is abundant. Yeah, abundant, especially in that in those parts. I got some news for you about. Um, well, but for, before we get to oh. maybe some other news about the uh, Joe Exotic. Oh, I know it about the murder for hire though. Should Jeff Lowe, did Jeff Lowe just set him up? And I mean, clearly, kind of set him up. He did set him up. He set him up. But is Joe still guilty? Does that matter? Here's the thing. I think they really wanted to get him for the animal abuse, and then I think they just used that as an excuse to lock him up because of the, you know they're just like trying to throw the book at him. Well, I. I actually think it's uh respectfully i think that it's they wanted to get him for the murder for hire and then huh. they use the the animal abuse to like help sell the case more i mean that's my yeah my feeling my sense of it no that makes more sense because i think they know that it is kind of flimsy just because of the character of jeff Lowe that you're dealing with but why i think it doesn't totally matter to me is because they have the undercover fbi agent they have him plotting everything out and promising to give him cash 
and yeah. doing all of that. But of course, he never made the cash transfer. So then they have to go this other route with Jeff Lowe and this that other shit bag. And it is that does seem somewhat questionable. But I think like no, like this guy's and the way that they caught him. I read this today, and it was his niece who actually helped the FBI catch him there in Florida because Joe was using a burner phone to call his mom. And then the niece saw the burner phone, got the number, gave it to the FBI and then helped them. She saw the call come in when she was with her mother one day and then signaled the FBI and they pinged the, uh, that number found out where he was and it was able to, uh, so it was his niece that got him caught. Mm, oh. What a bitch. You know what's funny about him is he thinks he's like really clever. Like, how about the time uh, his studio and the alligator thing uh, burned down? Oh, he did that. Yes. Oh, he told. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And here's the thing too with Carol Baskin, I do think he wanted her dead, but he like wanted someone to kill her for him. Just like, do me a favor, but I'm not gonna like give you money to do it because I'm Joe Exotic. I'm like, you know, you get to be my friend and then you can go kill her. I mean, $3,000 to kill someone. For, get the fuck out of here. But there was 2,000 more coming after the deed. <laughs> but uh, after the deed, the 2,000 bonus. <laughs> but I also thought that the conversation between Jeff and uh, whoever that behemoth of a man was. Yeah, I'm looking for his name, but we know who you're talking about. He's the other piece um, of shit. It, it sounded very scripted, that phone call. That was not an organic, natural conversation about what happens. He knew that that conversation was going to happen. And that was like, so we can get it on recording to be like, look, this is what we found in our surveillance. And, and that, I'm not saying that the FBI was conspiring or like conspiring with them, but... Jeff definitely talked to this dude before he called him on the phone and let him know this is what the conversation needs to highlight. Ellen Glover is the shitbag you're thinking of. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's hard to tell because uh, I can, I would totally be not shocked if that was 100% the case. But the way that these people talk, because they talk in such like flat affect, clipped tones. I mean, if they were acting, their their whole, everything they say sounds like bullshit and a lie. Like it's hard yeah. for me to like say like 100% like that was scripted. I mean, I don't know. They're so dumb. Every time Alan spoke, he was fucking lying. I can help you there. Yeah. He was, he's like, nothing that man said had any truth to it. Well, I think it's 100% the same thing with Joe Exotic. Yeah, Everything that was coming out of his mouth was bullshit. Yeah. Even when he was yeah. crying. So what? One of the um in, in the that comes through in the again the Wondery podcast, which is great, is they have an interview. And the one guy we haven't talked about, who's actually my other favorite guy, is the uh, the the camera oh, guy, him. the the guy love with the hat. Him. Yes. Oh, the producer Rick Kirk. He's the best character. Yeah, he's character, hands down. He's awesome. I love listening to him talk and tell stories. He's got this nasally thing, and he's oh, he's great. He looks like a skeleton. Yes. Well, he's had he's had it rough, <laughs> and um, he had he did have it rough. I liked it when he was talking about filming a reality show, and every time he's like, "Yeah," when Joe would get in the front of the camera, he would just overact, and he'd be like. You guys are fired. You want to do that or do you want to go to another work? <laughs> he was saying that even the things where he's filming them and Joe's talking about some 
heartfelt thing or you know even like his like the the guy who died or whatever and he's crying and then as soon as the cameras are off he just uh snaps out of it and goes how was that was that good i mean he's just a lion piece of shit all of his emotions i mean we could talk about you know the funeral uh for his husband who accidentally shot himself that thing was that was like a movie scene that was not really what happens at a funeral that's like a will ferrell movie and now we're at the funeral and this is how they're behaving which would have been a lot more a lot funnier because he's there again making this all about himself is it if it wasn't a real funeral for like a 20 year old 20 some odd year old kid who shot himself in the head accidentally as he was point you know the way that they handled guns all over the place was pissing me off um joe exotic and the rest of them because you know as a gun owner being brought up with guns like i know that you you never point a gun at somebody, no matter what. Even if you know 100% sure, you never point a gun at somebody because accidents can happen. You never want to rely on, on the faith that it's empty because you don't want to risk hurting anybody. And so as he's, you know, that pointing it at the um, uh, the Walmart manager. Joshua. Uh, Joshua. Yeah. And, there, and, and then he says, uh, oh, d- don't worry, there's no clip in it. And I turn to my wife and I go, that doesn't mean a damn thing because there can always be one in the chamber. And then as I'm saying it, boom, he shoots himself in the head because lo and behold, there was a bullet in the chamber. And he I like how Joshua was like, I thought it was a prank. He's kind of like a jokester. Yeah, because I'm sure in real in real life it it looks fake because it's so. Yeah. Oh my god, I just that was horrifying. That was like another moment where I'm like, this show is just not fun anymore, man. This is just depressing as fuck. It Especially really was, two. and that Joshua is gonna have. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what he he probably still has nightmares. Oh, yeah. For the rest of his life. Yeah. You think he got counseling for PTSD right after that? I doubt it. You know, no. that's that's really horrifying. So uh, this Rick Kirkham, this guy, he said in having to do this, he was drinking like a gallon of rum a night, a gallon <laughs> of rum, just to like get over all the shit that he was seeing on a daily basis and feeling complicit for this horrible animal abuse, seeing Joe beating, killing tigers, obviously, and... Um, there's yeah. a story in the podcast I won't go into about the cats, like these kittens that he was, uh, Joe Exotic was taking in uh, abandoned cats and then he was keeping them in a, a dog kennel beside that alligator house, just in the heat, no food, no water, uh, very Jeez. little of it. They're dehydrated, they're dying. And then when the one guy is trying to um, take care of them, he says, now nah, we're just, I want to get them weak enough so that when we throw them in the pit with the uh, snakes, that they the snakes can get them and eat them. So that's Joe Exotic, everybody. Oh, the wow. people, The people who are spreading free Joe Exotic and unfortunately Cardi B getting swept up into it. He's a shitbag. He's an Dude, I'm glad shitbag. I'm glad you're saying this because like people are like, oh, he's so great. And I'm like, I'm glad you're just calling him out for being a piece of shit because he really is. He's just, you know, it's that sh- fucking Southern charm thing he plays. Oh, golly me. I'm like, dude, you're fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think he he belongs where he is because at the end of the day, like I said, I do believe that if they came back and said, "Hey, we killed her," he would have been elated by it. Yeah. And then maybe would have been showering with presents and stuff like that. But I just also feel like he had a real sense of entitlement and felt like he was the king of the castle over there. And that these minions, I've said it enough times. I wish somebody would go kill her. I wish somebody 
Why is nobody killing her yet? I've said this a bunch of times. Come on, guys. It's diabetes. Where are my freaking sharks with my freaking laser beams? This is King Henry and God, the one bishop that he said, will no one rid me of this meddlesome priest? And then they, St. Thomas of Becket, that's it. Right. Oh yeah. And then they, his guards hear it. This is this is the story anyway. That King Henry. It's unclear again. Did King Henry really direct them to do it, or did he just say it, or even just in the presence of saying, "Well, no one rid me of this meddlesome priest." And then his guards go and then execute Thomas a Becket in the in his church. And then uh, he said, "No, that's not what I wanted you to do." But it gives him enough distance. So that's kind of like that's like the same thing that you're saying, right? Yeah. Like he would he would be thrilled about it. And just like the burning down of the studio and the alligators, yeah. Joe himself did not do that. But I just don't believe anybody was paid to do it. They were maybe given a little gift or, but I, I just don't think he's like, here's X amount of dollars to complete this task that I want done. It's like, no, you owe me. Yeah. You would be nothing without me. Absolutely. Yeah. He's also high on meth, and he's kind of dumb. Yeah. He's very manipulative, but he, I don't think he's that sophisticated to figure out a smooth way to do anything. No, he would get pinched in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. And he did. He did get pinched, thankfully. But I think that that Jeff deserves to be behind bars as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. It seems like if Jeff hadn't inserted himself, is Joe Exotic going on Google Earth? Is he doing all this stuff? Or is he still just walking around saying, I wish somebody'd kill that bitch, Carol Baskin, and just walking around and going on the internet and talking all this shit on her? Like, it was years and years of him at odds with her. And then once Jeff comes in the picture, now all of a sudden he's trying to get someone to murder. Right. I don't know. Well, he may have still been trying to... I think it was that... You know, things were crumbling around him even uh, before Jeff, I think I was seeing too. Investigations by the IRS as a result of what he was doing with his campaigns and using, you know, illicit funds to fund the campaign, you know, campaign finance uh, charges. Uh, That combined with the Carol Baskin lawsuit and having to pay out that million dollars and not being able to, you know, generate revenue from touring with the 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 cub petting um so i think he was already being driven to like the point where yeah he was just wanted to like kill her like when he had to leave and then go essentially on the run but that's not to say that i don't agree with you yeah jeff and those people deserve to be in jail too and they probably will because that one uh guy that joe exotic called a a living chucky doll um yeah oh he was (laughs) the guy with the jet ski seems to shit they were all pieces of shit (laughs) yes james yeah 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 yeah, the guy who owns a strip club yes he said something in the beginning which i thought was really funny Uh uh-huh he's like all big cat people are is a bunch of fuck uh is a bunch of backstabbers the monkey people are weird but the big cat people they're mean they're manipulative backstabbers totally accurate his name is james garretson that guy's a piece of shit (laughs) yes it's like it's hard to find people who aren't pieces of shit in here 
So just to finish up with uh, Kirkham, too, who we all love, it seems that uh, Joe Exotic tried to have him killed, too, because later when he left and his house was set on fire while he was sleeping and he made it out barely, his dog died in it. And today he lives in Norway because, in part, he wants to get as far away from Joe Exotic and his people as possible. He lived in Texas, I think. Dang. Okay. Allegedly. Again, there's no proof, but... And you also try to blame him for burning the shed? Yeah, I, he wants to burn up his million-dollar project. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. Joe Exotic, that hair, though, that is not good. He's got the Billy Ray. It's all about me, and his face is plastered on everything. Signs everywhere, apparently. Everything in the gift shop, obviously. I mean, again, that's not that alone doesn't make him a bad dude, but it's just a sign along with everything else. He doesn't care about the animals. He was a despicable animal abuser, and he tried to get at least he's in jail for trying to have one person killed and perhaps even tried to have another person killed. So... Uh, the most guy. suspicious thing is how that eyebrow ring hasn't fallen out yet. Oh my god! It just reminds yeah. me of corn. Every time I see those <laughs> kinds of those piercings, I just think corn. The nineties. Like you're you you sagging, honey. You got to get rid of that. Ugh. <laughs> we got to make the hole higher so it like pulls your eyebrow up. <laughs> You just permanently be asking people if they smell what the rock is cooking. I came across today, they did not mention this anywhere in the documentary, that uh, he has a child. He had a, I don't know if they were married, but um, a lady friend, and he has a son, I believe. He has a child. What? Yeah. I can't see him having sex with a woman. But I could see him thinking he needs to procreate because he needs to live on. Yeah. He reminds me like when he would tell the story and then get that smile on his face. He reminds me of like um, somebody's mom who's uh, having coffee with her girlfriends bragging about her son when he'd be talking about himself and get like the smile. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he reminds me of a mom bragging about her son, but he was just talking about himself. All about me. God, I, I just, I, I hate people like that. It's maybe why I can't watch uh, presidential press conferences these days. Yeah. It's all, all me, me, me. And again, like that funeral scene, I'm making this about me and how his loss affects me. Not about, yeah. not about, not about the kid. I'm telling you, it was like a Will Ferrell movie scene to me. Yeah, it kind of was. Out of context, it was, it looked hilarious. Although I... Will Ferrell, I would see. I, I see him more for like a Doc Antle. It only like with that that long white hair. It kind of reminded me of Ashley Schaefer. The insidious thing that Doc Antle did was going to Congress and bringing those Cubs and getting the uh, senators, I believe. I don't know if they were House of Representatives to take pictures holding the Cubs because. It is brilliant because now you can't pass a law saying that it's bad because then what were you doing taking pictures with the yeah. cops? That's that's what I'm saying. He's the he's the smartest or the most clever of the tiger people. He is. I don't know if sane is the right word, but I mean I don't know that it's not the right word in context with the other people. Cunning. Yeah. I, I just don't see the appeal of doing it. I don't either. And this is the thing too. Like I get that it's all of the it's abuse and most people probably don't know that but also i don't know that everybody's going to be a bleeding heart about it either right but you have these tiger cubs and then people are like now for me if somebody brought i don't know i if someone had a tiger cub i don't know if i would or not but i'm like i don't think i would 
that just doesn't belong in that situation. I don't, uh, that, yeah. That's always weirds me out. Like, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, <laughs> it's from... I just don't even like when people have their like, like house cats. I'm never like, oh, come here. Or I'm like, I, that thing better not come near me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not, I'm not a cat person, but, uh, oh, but that's why you got mad when my cat at my other place, um, meowed during the pot, during a podcast, a couple episodes. Ago. Oh yeah. It was way intrusive. I did not appreciate that cat at all. He's like the nicest one. <laughs> I'm sure he is. No, I mean they're they're. I don't want to see any harm come to them, but uh, you want me to pet his belly. No. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, notes or things that we didn't get to? Oh, I'm certain we're missing something. I know. Oh, yeah. As soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna be taking my dog out, and I'm gonna be. Oh fuck! I forgot to mention that. There's just so much shit. There's a lot. But do you think it was too long? Yes. There was a lot of watching this. I would be scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. I wasn't, I couldn't fully just commit myself, but I can, I could hear it as it's happening. And then when the crazy stuff would be said, then I'd be looking up, but there's stuff that I'm sure I missed. Okay. None of the meat. You guys didn't bring anything up that I was like, whoa, I didn't know about that. Sure. I mean, it is it is one where just the, the chaos, I mean, there's so much chaos, like from every minute to minute, the, if you tune out one minute, don't worry, there's more chaos and craziness the next minute. You're not going to totally have a deficit. I think one of my favorites of the Tiger people was... Not, no, not one of my favorite. My favorite person that had tiger dealings was the guy that also murdered people. Oh, the Scarface guy. Yeah, the Colombian. Oh, yeah. Is that what he was? I don't know. I think it was Cuban. Was he not? Yeah, oh, the Cuban, Cuban guy. I almost don't want okay. to say anything about him because I, I, he's scary. Yeah, he is scary. I liked him. Yeah, I would not want to fuck with that guy. I feel like he wanted the animals, like he was collecting them to just have them, right? Because he didn't even let anybody on to see them. I think his name is Mario. Yes, it is Mario. I don't know what to say. I'm not, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> wow, you're, you're really don't. not nervous about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, is it worth it? I mean, I don't know. The other guys, they, they're... Oh, you have, you have negative. You have negative to say. That's why you won't talk. Well, uh, no, I have only positive things to say about Mario. What are you, what are you talking about? Well, let's boost his ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just insofar as I don't agree with, you know, having these exotic cats in captivity. That's all I'll Did say. You see that one clip? Somebody had snakes and then somebody had a anaconda in a cage. That scared the shit out of me. I was like, why would you even have that around? Yeah, I never understand these people that like these people are exceptionally crazy that have like the zoos. But let's just take your average Joe that says, I'm going to get myself a tiger. Yeah. OK, sure. I live in a mobile home. But I don't see why that means I can't have a tiger. I've always exactly. wanted one. What are these fucking people thinking? I think going back to what we were saying about, you know, Joe Exotic picking these people up at uh, bus stops and then, you know, yeah, you come live in squalor and you take my abuse and you work 16 hours a day, but you get this feeling of power by being around them. And so it's more people who lack power or a centered sense of self that are probably more drawn to it because it fills that void and gives them this feeling of power and authority by being in the presence of this power. I don't understand that. That's crazy to me. These animals are wild animals. 
yeah, you're you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, what is the plan? Yeah, like you think you're going to be Mowgli? Yeah. I got news for you. Mowgli didn't get along with the tiger. Mowgli's on our podcast. <laughs> I have a pair of red underwear. People say I look like Mowgli, but I've never watched it. I called you Mowgli last week, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's the best Disney animated film, The Jungle Book. Really? Maybe not necessarily story-wise, but I think just the songs. And I just grew up watching that one, I think, the most. And I, That one is, it's depressing. That's not the one for me. Depre- Wait, how is it more depressing than some of the other ones? Bambi is depressing. Ew, I ain't fucking watching Bambi either. I'm like, a, I'm a Lady and the Tramp girl. Okay. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Beauty and the Beast. Ugh. Lion King. Mm. Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> Little Mermaid. Yeah, Little Mermaid. I was I'm looking forward to watching some of these again, probably you know, as my daughter gets older. Like I wanna see Aladdin again for sure. Yeah, you should watch Aladdin again. Probably Little Mermaid. That was like the that was again like the sort of that heyday, the the resurgence, the Disney resurgence, right? Beauty and the Beast, I never I don't think I ever really watched it, but I saw parts of it. I was never like, nah story didn't appeal yeah, i, I like the music that. in beauty and the beast beauty being uh carol baskin and beast being one of the one of the big cats beauty being travis and beast being joe exotic okay that, that works <laughs> too that works too probably better you really you really got a hard on for carol <laughs> just defending her yes and now she's beautiful <laughs> First she was good and right, and now she's beautiful. Well, Jared, I mean, do defend me. Like when she was younger, she was she was. I would dare say hot. Yeah, yeah. She well, you didn't get her then, and you're never going to see her younger again. We're dealing with what we got now. <laughs> right, she's just uh, out of my age range. And that hair. Yeah, they all really like to let their hair grow when they're when they're uh, in the tiger biz. <laughs> I'm noticing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And those terrible YouTube videos. Oh, those, I don't know if they were all terrible. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. Yeah. <laughs> her on the bicycle is just, it, it's, she looks like a psychopath herself riding on that <laughs> yeah. bike. She's not doing herself any publicity. For no, her. she, she looks like a crazy bitch. <laughs> I, again, yeah, you're right, Jared. She's not doing herself any favors. I, I fully admit, not the most likable personality, but that doesn't mean she's on the wrong side of everything because she's on the right side. Oh, man. Dude, I don't know what it is, but husband just made you not like him. I got to say, like, as it went on and when I heard him talk more, especially when he talk about, like, the court cases and stuff against Joe Exotic, I'm like, well, this is a really sharp dude. He's actually, yeah. he's not, he's not bad. I mean, just the whole, his whole, like, the yeah, the singing, the uh, pictures oh my of the God, wedding. The singing and, hurt me. Oh, God. oh yeah, it, it hurt. It was cringy. Um, but again, they're Her just like face looking at him. Yeah, it was, it was all so much on top of the quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much more is a person supposed to take? It's true. I'm gonna have a nightmare about that tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just and it, in in your nightmare, just picture him doing that in his caveman costume from the wedding, his loincloth. Oh. Uh, guys, should we get to our grades for Tiger King? You know what? I think I think it's uh, the only my only critique. I mean, I didn't know about the Carol thing, but I mean, as far as entertainment and watching it, it's good. It's it's definitely an A. But I think the problem is I felt like it went too long, but maybe because I'm not into the, this sort of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. 
it's an intriguing story and you know i understand the addiction for me personally though i just think it went too long but i i I think it's really good well made and great story i mean they couldn't ask for a better release date yes i agree with um yeah just about all that you said right it's kind of like there'd be like almost two grades entertainment value wise yeah this is an a i mean because it is you can't stop watching it and what you said about it being well done, I've tried to watch other Netflix documentaries and turned them off pretty quickly because I'm like, ugh, no, nah, I can't take it. It's just like too much quick cutting and it's it wasn't hanging together. But this one, I was really pleasantly surprised because I knew I was going to have to watch it anyway. There's some like beautiful footage in here. So for that, it's good though, but it's kind of a slog. Maybe that's what you guys are getting at with it being too long. I don't know. I want to give it a C, but I know I can't do that because that's kind of dishonest because I did enjoy parts of it and it's just like impossible to turn off. So what can you do? I guess I'll give it like a B, maybe a B minus, but um, I, okay, it's a B, even though I didn't think they gave a fair shake and created this false equivalency between Carol and Joe Exotic. But uh, so those are our grades. Aaron, what do you have to say? Um, I have to say, as far as the entertainment goes, it's just one of those things that you have to watch. It's such a phenomenon that you have to watch it. So in that aspect, yeah, absolutely. It deserves an A. I mean, it won the Science Fair Project. But as far as (laughs) how engaged I was throughout it, I'm going to have to go ahead and give it a B because there's been shows, documentaries, movies that I have not even thought about my phone while I'm watching it. I'm completely engaged. This was not the case. It drug on. It was slow in parts. Yeah, it was drab. Yeah, the setting. The setting was kind of got to me, I think. Yeah, I guess if we were not in quarantine, I'd, I'd love to know what my feelings would be if I could just watch it at my leisure and then go to the beach and then come back and watch the drabness. It might be, it might have sat differently with me, but. I hadn't thought of that. And yeah, like if I was able to exactly as you said, go to the beach be out on the water and then come back and be like, okay, I'm going to go slimming it in this disgusting world, but it's nice. I can go outside. Yeah. And go to the beach and just cleanse. Yeah. It's like, we're kind of caged at the moment. Yes. And then we're watching this documentary where it just kind of paralleled. Yeah. We identify with the cats. Yeah, we do. That's an excellent note to go out on, I think, guys. Well, we're still in quarantine and uh, we're still pressing ahead. We have more in store, so be sure to... I think the tiger cage is bigger than the closet I live in. Oh, no. (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) You guys are making me think about it. I'm like, Jared, we We gotta gotta get you. We gotta get you a bigger cage. We gotta call Carol. (laughs) You gotta call Carol. Oh, well, DB's got her number. (laughs) Yeah, well, I got it on speed dial. They've been FaceTiming. (laughs) If you want to find out more about this show, head on over to Bandcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Bandcast. Send us emails with your queries or vitriol to Bandcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, we will see you all next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.